the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Saturday morning, which means it's time for Open Mic Saturday with Larry Rosenthal, financial planner and retirement expert here with us every Saturday. Larry, how are you? I'm well, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. It's nice to have everybody aboard again, right? All over the all over the United States, coast to coast on Sirius XM and other places. It as is well. definitely like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners in the D.C. Baltimore area on WAVA, as well as our yeah. listeners on Sirius XM Channel One Thirty One Family Talk nationwide, coast to coast and border to border, the way you always like to say, Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Open Mike Saturday, Larry Rosenthal show here, making money sense for you with any of your financial planning or investment questions. If you have questions on the Fed, interest rates, mortgage rates, estate planning, the stock market, whatever's on your mind, give us a ring today. Again, no holes barred, no questions, not 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 appropriate. Give us a call with anything on your mind, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Well, quick announcement here. You know, we were going to have a market update um, webinar on uh, May 9th. We sent out some emails on that. We had a lot of people register for that on our website. However, we had to change the date on that due to a scheduling conflict. So instead of May 9th, it's going to be held on May 6th. 16th, Monday, May 16th at noon Eastern from 12 to 1230. And then again, the same thing live again, 6 p.m., 6, 6 to 630 p.m. on Monday, May 16th. It's live webinar both times. You can register simply by going to my website, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com and just click on the seminar little tab and just register right there for you. It's on. It's live uh, uh 
ready ready for you to register right now. Yeah. Um, we're going to have people from all over the country on this. Again, we're, we're trying to do a market update every other week or so, an economic update just to bring everybody up to date. It's live. You ha- you'll have the opportunity to ask questions live there, and it's only going to be 30 minutes, just a quick little update. So, again, it's not going to be held on May 9th. It's going to be switched due to scheduling uh, conflicts to May 16th at noon and 6, 6 o'clock p.m., uh, east, east, both times Eastern, and then it's only going to be 30 minutes, though. So check it out on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button right there and, and sign up for our, our uh, webinar. Also, the nice thing about that also is if you did pre-register, it's just going to be the same exact links and everything, just the date and time have changed. So you don't have to worry about re-registering. If you've already registered, you're good to go. So just yep. saying, yeah, yep. keeping that there. Love the technology. So looking Lots forward to having that there. Yes, sir. Well, it's really been a volatile week, hasn't it, Larry? Well, it sure has. You know, and we got the big Fed, quote-unquote, event behind us. You know, the Federal Reserve uh, the other day on Wednesday announced a 50 basis point rate hike. So year-to-date, we had a 25 uh, 25 basis point rate hike in March, followed by a 50 basis point rate hike here in May. And the Fed kind of gave us the roadmap a little bit. They they basically came out and said, you know, look, we – we were not debating. We were not considering a 75 basis point rate hike at all in in their uh, commentary afterwards. But they did sort of telegraph a little bit down the road that they expect to see, you know, probably two more 50 basis point rate hikes. They want to get in front of this inf- or they want to catch up from being behind in this inflation wave that we're seeing. Uh, and and so so you know a lot of you know the market responded extremely well on Thursday to this news. I'm sorry, extremely well on Wednesday to this news. Yeah, let me get my days right. And then uh, and then obviously the sell-off came on Thursday, and then markets were, were very volatile again on Friday as well. And so, you know, this is sort of playing out the way I have been talking about for, for months and months. We, we, we've been watching the every single month, the second week of each month, we get the prior month's inflation number. And that's been building the momentum and what's going on in the markets for, you know, kind of like a clarity of direction. I I don't want to say reset, but clarity of direction. What does this look like? How is the markets going to – how are the markets going to continue to react? And and consensus still is the same. It is still the same. Expect more volatility between now and call it the middle of the year – with probably, uh, you know, once the back of inflation gets broken, once we start to see inflation start to come down from its peak, the market should turn around and celebrate that in the second half of this year. Now, let me be clear. We are going to continue to have inflation pressures for the next couple of years because when you add up all the components that are going into, you know, quote-unquote, the inflation formula, one of them that's in there now is the supply chains. And supply chains around the globe are still under pressure. And it's going to take a couple of years or so for the supply chains to work their way out. So they're adding a few percentage points to the inflation number. So the Fed has recognized that basically and said, look, we're going to try and just slow the economy enough to bring down inflation here, but we can't do anything about supply chains. And so that's going to have to work its way out. So it looks like the, tra- the trajectory here of inflation pressures is to have some sort of a peak call it June, July this year, and then start to cascade down toward the end of the year. Uh, and, but it's still going to be above headline 
um, targets in 23, 24, and 25. So let me just put some some fake numbers just to this, just to give you an illustration here. Uh, you know, if inflation peaks, let's say at nine percent, and then it starts to come down, maybe by Christmas time it might be at five and a half percent. So it's coming down from its peak, but it's not dropping down to the two percent target level that we had before. Uh, uh, COVID-19 hit, right? It's not going to get to that point because we're still going to have supply chain challenges in 2023, 2024, 2025. Once the markets start to see inflation retreat from its high, start sort of start to come back down again the way I was just describing, the markets should sort of stabilize a little bit and then start to look forward um, at corporate earnings, the strength of the economy, and, and should probably have a better second half of the year than the first half of this year right now. So so stay tuned. We're going to stay on top of this each and every week for you all. It's open mic Saturday. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Let's bring Carol on the line. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Hi, good. Um, I heard you commenting that uh, in your investing years, you would be, I believe the term was cost share averaging. Um, and then you said, I believe that as you were in retirement years and you're looking to withdraw cash to yourself to do pursue the cost you're averaging in reverse. That's and exactly correct. 
Could you explain a little bit on how you do that? Sure. Let's suppose that you say, hey, you know what? I've got some money now, and I want to put it into the stock market. And I'll explain the first end of it and the back end of it for you, Carol. So you say, you know what? I want to put money into the market, but I'm nervous about putting it all in right now. So you decide, I'm going to go ahead and break it up over a series of, let's say, 10 months or 12 months. So you have, let's say, $100,000 you want to put into the market. And you decide, you know what? Wow, I don't like the market. I'm nervous. I'm going to put one-twelfth in this month. I'm going to put one-twelfth in next month, one-twelfth in the third month, so forth and so on. So what that's called, is Carol, is it's called dollar cost averaging, where you're putting the same amount of money into the same investments at the same interval each month, regardless of the price of the investment. So as the investments go up and down over the course of the year, you're going to end up with the average price for the year of that investment. Now, on the flip side, when you want to pull the money out down the road in retirement years, okay, some people say, well, should I take it all out in January, Larry, put it in my checking account, and then live off of the rest of the year? No. Pull it out each month. You just do dollar cost averaging in reverse. It's called a SWIP, Systematic Withdrawal Plan, SWP, okay, where you're just systematically pulling the money out each month on the same day each month, regardless of the price of the investment, By the end of the year, Carol, you're going to end up with the average price when you're liquidating that investment fund down the road. So think about that, that if if the markets are going up, it's enabling you to to keep money in the market growing. And over a longer period of time, the market goes up, or or has anyway. Okay, so that's very simple with it, uh, dollar cost averaging. And I'll tell you this, this is one of the, the, the tricks that the wealthy understand is dollar cost average in and dollar cost average out. And it's, it's a very efficient way to go about, a, a, you know, it's not going to guarantee you the greatest rate of return because that goes to the selection of when you put the money or where you put the money, right? That's, that's a different conversation. But it will give you the average price of these investments. Okay. Thank okay? you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. Let's welcome uh, uh, Ray on the line from Bristow. Good morning, Ray. How are you? doing fine uh, uh, diversification of assets and what you're investing in would you consider having uh, uh, signed sports memorabilia being a form of asset uh, uh, diversification that's a great question ray and and yeah i mean it's it's a collectible item and there are collectible items that carry market value in that arena and there are collectible items that people wish they did for example, if you take your 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 you know your very favorite baseball player who's near and dear to your heart, uh, you know whoever it may be from yesteryear, and you've got an autographed ball from him or a jersey or a bat or a baseball card or something like that, it may bring you a lot more value than it brings somebody who's trading in that arena. And and it's funny you ask. I actually have some some uh, friends that uh, uh, trade in these arenas. But, but when you do it from a collecting standpoint versus a, a try to flip uh, these, these uh, things standpoint, it's, it's a whole different uh, uh, ballpark when it comes to all of that. So you'll find that a lot of collectors end up collecting things out of their own passion throughout their life, and they end up having a fire sale at the end. Uh, you know, to, 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 to get rid of a lot of things. But it is a diversified thing. I have clients that have, have memorabilia, 
and and um, you know they they just put in a value on it, um, but the value sometimes is is far different from what they end up selling it for. Sometimes they sell it for a lot. It just depends on what you have right there. So appreciate the phone call. I will go ahead and put you on hold, and we'll get Bob to get your information, and we'll send you out basics in estate planning kit, Ray, with the uh, transfer on death information and things like that. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Yep, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Jim on the line. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing, Ray? Well, I'm doing well. How can I help you? Um, um, as I was telling Bob, I um, – um, first off, I'm a disabled veteran at 100%, so I don't pay taxes on my home in Maryland. Well, I appreciate um, your service to our nation, Jim. Thank well, I thank you. It was an honor to serve. Um, I'm turning 60. I'm probably going to – I'm contemplating retiring um, from my job and moving to Florida. Um for now, I have, of course, the thrift savings plan. And I'm also uh, have the. Uh, I'm trying to hold on, because I'm trying to uh, see if when I do move, um, even now this year or within the next two years, will I have to pay taxes? I have a couple hundred thousand dollars in my. Um, TSP and my 401k, will I have to pay taxes once I move on that because it was gained, those funds were gained during um, the time I lived in Maryland, or will I have to pay? Um, you mean the money that's inside the TSP, will you have to pay taxes on it? Yes. No, um, where no, I, that where has nothing to, to do. Pay taxes? That has nothing to do with your state of residence. It's when you go to pull the money out, that becomes taxable to you. And if, yes, you're, um, if you're 100% disabled and you don't pay taxes on Social Security disability income, that's really mm-hmm. a question to your CPA as to how much you can garner from that TSP distribution mm-hmm. as if it would move you into a tax situation, possibly a 10% one, which is probably not a bad scenario. But by having okay. to move, you would not have to pay taxes until you pull the money out. Okay. Okay. So, but what what state would I be paying the taxes in? Maryland. Your, your state of resident when where you live. If you move to Arkansas, if you move from Maryland to Arkansas right now, you take up state residence in Arkansas, and then you pull the money out, you'd be paying it in Arkansas. If you move to Wyoming, you'd be paying it in Wyoming. It's not where it was put in. It's where you receive it that you pay the taxes on. Okay, that's what I was – but I won't have to pay both. That's what I was asking. That is correct. You will not have to pay both. That is absolutely oh. correct. Yep. Okay. If you like, I'll be happy to uh, have someone give you a ring and go over that a little bit more in detail with you. I'll place you on hold here, Jim, and, and Bob will get some of your information. We'll have one of our advisors follow up with you next week on what to do with your TSP and things like that. So I appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome John on the line from Dallas, Texas. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing well, Larry. Thank you. How can I help you, sir? Yes, I have a question. Our company has a, uh, for a Roth 401k, which I've been contributing to for uh, a couple couple years now. Um, so I, I contribute up to the to the max where they match uh, with that 401k. 
Now, they offered something this year uh, called a uh, called an in-plan Roth conversion that can automatically roll to the for, to the Roth 401k. And I'm really unsure what that is and if there's an advantage to do that or, uh, you know, with the amount I'm contributing, if if I can even do that. Um, uh, absolutely, John. Here's the deal. It used to be that. Well, well, a while ago, you can only put money into a pre-tax 401K. Then they added you can put money into a pre-tax 401K and a Roth sleeve of the 401K, which is great. Now companies are starting to add the ability for you as an active employee at your company to take some of your pre-tax money on the pre-tax side of the 401K and simply convert it to the Roth side of the 401K. It will be a taxable event to you. But you allow, you are allowed to do that, and that's really a good thing. It really is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the the matching part, I know they put into the they have to put into the traditional. Right. The, uh, all companies match on the pre tax side of things. Yes. Okay. So that amount could be converted. Then it'd just be a taxable event. That's exactly right. That that is exactly huh? correct. Yep. Oh. Okay. Yep. And that's a good thing too. And and so. You know, you want to take a look at, at what, what most people end up doing. I just emailed this, this sheet to a, to a client the other day. What most people end up doing, uh, John, is they end up doing series of little conversions each year. For example, let's suppose you're in a 24% bracket right now, okay, and you've got enough income that, that in order to get to the next bracket, it might be $30,000. Well, if you convert... $40,000 of your traditional Roth, I mean your traditional 401k over to the Roth side, you're going to blow through your next tax bracket. So you just want to convert up to keep you in the same tax bracket and then do this over the course of years. So you're not paying an extra percentage tax on money that you convert. Does that make sense? In other words, you want yeah. to stay in that same tax bracket. Now, uh, when we help clients do these conversions, they end up doing series of little conversions each and every year so that they avoid the tax bracket creep, especially once somebody gets to 65 because then you're on Medicare, and now you have an IRMA Medicare tax that could, could cost you more for your Medicare premium, okay? So there's a lot of different things to take a look at here. Uh, when 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 you're doing it, if you like, I'll, I'll I'll again I'll have somebody reach out to you and step you through and put your scenario into the spreadsheet to sh to give you sort of a roadmap on and, and an idea of a starting base on what you can be looking at. How's that sound? Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Yep. I'll put you on hold and Bob will get your information and then we'll have somebody reach out to you on the Roth conversions. Appreciate the phone call, John. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Almaz on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Almaz. How are you? Good morning, Larry. I'm good. Thank you for helping us. Sure. How um, can I help you? I have you? a question. Yeah. For someone starting out to um, invest in stocks on a daily basis or as a swing trader, what are the pitfalls that should avoid? Uh, what should be included in that trading plan? Do you have any resources for that? Sure. Just off the top of my head, the question is what 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 are some of the blind spots in people doing day trading and trading online and all this kind of stuff all the time? Yeah. Um you know, taxes is one for sure. Every time you click, that's a taxable event. 
Uh, a lot of people uh-huh. get su- a lot of people get surprised at the end of the year when they get that big 1099 with all these clicks and trades. Then you have to take a look at the overall cost of it all, um, and and you know know what you're doing. You know there's there's different types of of people out there. There's people that are, will gamble with stocks. There's people that will trade, and then there's people that will invest properly. Um, the individual investor should act consistently as an investor, not as a speculator. You know what yeah. what goes up comes down. And some of these high-flying stocks that we've seen out there have been very, very uh, volatile. And if you're on the wrong side of that trade, uh, you could you could get hurt. So if you're gonna, you know, you, you really should understand all of this before you just jump in and do it. But the, the, you know, it's know what you own, understand what you own, find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away. Uh, if you see opportunities that you can put money in to, to take advantage of short-term things, then that's fine as long as you're on the right side of it, you know, and, uh, and don't let emotions get in the way. So those would be the things that I would tell you. Okay. So as far as, like, earnings and bond yields and um, news events, um, how do you detect, how do you, avoid uh, getting in um, trouble during those times how do you get how do you avoid getting in trouble when you're watching the news news events and things like that you know when when when, like when I make an investment when, when I make an investment all my house one of the things that I ask myself is this is I want to make an investment in XYZ what are the things that have to go right for me to be happy with it 18 months from now and what are the things that have to go that could go wrong for me not to be happy within 18 months and and quickly get out of it so you have a whole list of corporate earnings monetary policy fiscal policy you know what's happening with in, inflation pressures the bond yields all kinds of things um, you know, if you if you like Almaz, I'll, I'll put you on hold here, and we'll have somebody reach out and give you sort of an education on all of this stuff. I really appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I've had an interesting conversation with with uh, someone this past week, and you know, it, it, it's it's um, we've had lots of people d- during this time frame when 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 the markets pull back, you know, send more money in. We want to buy things, and I had an interesting question asked to me this week, and and the question was, you know. How do I deal with the fact that I know I should be investing now, but I'm just still nervous? So the question was posed, you know, I I know that, you know, intellectually I should be buying more if I have the opportunity now with more money to introduce it into some some good quality stocks. But at the same time, I know that I'm I'm nervous about it because I'm afraid since since – part of the account's already down and now I'm going to put more money in, is it going to go down? Mm. So you have to stop and you have to ask yourself a couple of questions in times like this. One, if, you're, if your time frame is very, very short, then probably you don't want to introduce new money, right? But if your time frame is a little bit longer, I don't know, eight months, 18 months, three years, five years, whatever it may be for this tranche of money whenever you want it back for your objectives, what a great opportunity it is to go ahead and buy right now. You want to buy when things are down. This is how people make money. And so we started, we, we were talking about this, and, and, and my friend was saying, yeah, you know, I, I, I get it, but I'm just, I'm just nervous about it. And so I said, think about it like this. 
you know, take take a couple of different industries. Take technology, for example. Take retail sales. Take automo- uh, automotive industry. Uh, just take any sector that you want and ask yourself this question. Say, are there new companies that have come into those industries that are taking massive amounts of market share away from the household names in those industries? And the answer was, well, no. And then I said, well, well in those industries – have the management of all those companies within all those industries, within all those sectors, have they messed up their businesses so bad that the stock prices are getting hurt? And the answer was, well, no. It's the same management. It's the same companies competing. It's the same products and innovation or whatever they're doing, right? I said, that's exactly right. I said, but what's going on right now is all the boats that are in the harbor docked for the evening are experiencing low tide. They're all dropping a little bit. And in the morning, high tide comes back in, they're all going to raise back up again. And that's the same thing with what's going on with some of these stocks right now is, is it's not – these companies are not losing market share. Their management teams have not messed up their companies so bad. What's happening here is the Federal Reserve is engineering an economic slowdown to break the back of inflation so that we can have normal pricing again, consistent pricing again, confident pricing again in goods and services, right? And and so that's what's happening. So in this period of time, these same quality stocks that we all loved, you know, just four or five months ago are still there doing their business, innovating, getting more market share, making sales, doing all that kind of stuff, right? And so and so what makes you think that the inflation pressures are going to continue forever? And so when you when you stop and you take a look at, at, at the crux of the question, which is, I know I should be putting new money in now, but I'm afraid to do so, okay, then you have to ask yourself, you have to look at it like this. Fast forward the calendar. Let's say a year from now or two years from now or three years from now. You pick the time frame, whatever it may be. And you, and you say, okay, it, it, let's say it's a year from now. And you go, you know, wow, I went ahead in May of 2022 and I bought that stock, right? And now it's May of 2023 and you go, I got a really good return on that stock. But you know what? If I had bought it in maybe June of 2022, I may have gotten a little bit better return on it. Or you might look in, in, in May of 2023 and go, hey, I bought it at the bottom in May of 2022. We just don't know. But my point is this, is that if you look at – if you picture yourself looking in the rearview mirror and going, hey, you know what? I didn't get the best buy on that stock, but I got an incredibly good buy on that stock. And that's the way we have to look at it because people try to time this thing and, and buy at the absolute bottom. You know, there will be somebody that does that. The question is, you know, is it going to be you? Probably not, right? And it's going to be done by accident, just like when somebody says, oh, I got to sell out some for some reason, and they sell out at the top temporarily, right? And I say temporarily because the tops are always temporary. Every time the market has pulled back for whatever reason in history, whatever the reason is, okay, uh, whether it was, a, you know, a war, an economic shock, interest rates, whatever it may be, every single time in history that the markets have pulled back for whatever reason, it's always come back and set a new market high. What makes you think that's not going to happen this time around as well? The answer is we just don't know the date of that. But we do know that the Federal Reserve came out the other day and said, listen, we're going to try and slow down inflation pressures, but we're also going to remain 
accommodative. We are not going to jack rates up so high that we know it's going to throw us into a recession. They're going to try and navigate a soft landing. And that gave a very uh, accommodative viewpoint. And now the markets are looking for direction. Is this going to happen? What's the case? This, that, and the other. You know, P.E. ratios, when you go back, everything at the end of the day will come back to fundamentals, corporate earnings, fundamentals, the strength of the consumer, you and I spending money, Chris, at, at the different outlets that we go to, right? You know, that's what drives GDP in, in, in the country. And, and when you go back and you take a look at the underpinnings of the economy, it's very, very strong. With, with, without a doubt, you know, and so this will pass. We need to be patient as investors. Make sure you own quality, hold on to it, and don't worry if, if your time frame is years down the road when you're looking to introduce new money. So, so that was kind of a long answer to the question. Uh, my friend actually finally said, you know what, it makes all the logical sense in the world. It's just more of a emotional type of a response mm-hmm. with it now. And, and I get it. I understand it totally. So, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. We'll be back in a moment. To Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401K plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123 is the phone number to take note of if you'd like to talk to Larry Rosenthal. Remember, that number is good through the week as well, and you don't charge for questions, do you, Larry? No, not at all, Chris. We send out lots of information to everybody during the week when they call the office and all kinds of kits and different things. Uh, no, no problem at all with that. We'd be more than happy to, to answer questions and, and help people along the way. We, we want to educate people in proper financial planning, which, by the way, is something that's come up now. 
we need to take a good look at it this year. And a lot of people, 72 and older, are taking their required minimum distributions, their RMDs. And for those of you that are not familiar with it, once you reach age 72 or older, every year the IRS requires you to take money out of your pre-tax IRA account. Your Roth IRAs you don't have to do this with, but your pre-tax IRAs you do. There's a schedule. Every year you have to take out a certain amount of money. Well, basically because they want their tax revenue, right? Kind of makes sense. We got a tax deduction to put it in. It grew tax deferred. And now they want a little bit of the harvest as well, right? So, so the question becomes this, you know, when's the best time? I get this all the time. You know, Larry, what's the best month of the year to take my RMD? What's the best month of the year? Well, here's the way it's calculated. It's calculated based off of the December 31st prior year's account balance. Let's suppose there was $500,000 in your investment account in your IRA on December 31st, 2021. Now, today, maybe there's $490,000 in the account, right? Or $450,000 in the account because the market's down, right? So, so what are you calculating it on? You're still calculating it based off of the December 31st account balance in this example of $500,000. My point is this, is here's the math. We've got a lot of people all across the country um, that have to take RMD because they're 72 years old or older. So what the game plan is now is as the markets have pulled back a little bit, if you're scheduled to take your RMD, let's say this month, why don't you just postpone it toward the end of the year? If the markets come back, right, and then there's no guarantee to this, but if the markets do come back, then at least you'll be selling off your shares at a higher price than they are today. So, so a lot of people are looking at saying, hey, you know what, let's defer my RMD until maybe October, November, December this year, see where the markets are from that particular point. Some people are taking their RMDs every single month, and that's fine. If you don't need the money, you may want to consider postponing a couple of months until the markets have an opportunity to, to see what the other side, we'll see what the second half of the year looks like, because you might be able to save yourself a little bit of money instead of selling at a, at a lower particular point in time like this. So always take a look at your RMDs every year. You know, with the markets, it's always good to get a good game, uh, you know, a good a good game plan for your RMDs at the beginning of each year. See how you want to take them out, you know, and kind of go from there. If you want to have information on on the RMDs, required minimum distributions, pre-tax IRAs versus Roth IRAs, Roth conversions, I've got a whole kit on all that kind of information. You can go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 or go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Be happy to send you out the IRA, RMD distribution kit. Well, all kinds of acronyms, right? Individual retirement <laughs> arrangement and required minimum distribution. There you go, Chris. No pretty, good, pretty good, pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> hey, right, we want to talk about that webinar, don't we, a little bit? You know, that yep, we do. We, yep. yep. We announced last week or a couple weeks ago that we we're going to be having a market update webinar. We've been doing this since the markets have been under pressure all year long, like every other week or so. We were scheduled for May 9th, but due to a scheduling conflict, we're having to postpone that to May 16th. So our next market update Live market update via Zoom is going to be May 16th, 12 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be 30 minutes from 12 to 12.30 noontime Eastern. And then we're going to do it again at 6 p.m., 6 to 6.30 Eastern. So you can go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the little seminar button right there. And just go ahead and click on the, web, the, the uh, link and register yourself right in there. We'll send you out a Zoom link. And you can just pop right up. You'll have an opportunity to ask any questions that you may want to have. I'm going to demonstrate a, you know, a handful of slides or so. We'll go over where we are in the markets. We'll take a look at the, the 
the, the current market update. The good thing about, uh, you know, if there is a good thing, there always is, right, uh, about a scheduling, uh, about having to reschedule this because of a scheduling conflict is is if we, by, by May 16th, we are going to have the April inflation numbers. And so that's going to be very big uh, versus on May 9th, we would not have it yet because it's going to come out a couple of days later. So, so that's, that's the good news. That's the good piece of information on this, uh, which, you know, give us, you know, it'll give us, it, by then we'll have, again, we'll have the Fed game plan, sort of the roadmap that they laid out the other day and where inflation really is at this particular point in time. So, again, it's going to be May 16th. Go to visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button right there and just go ahead and register. There's no cost for this webinar, May 16th. 16th, 12 to 1230, and 6 to 6.30 p.m. Both times are Eastern live market updates. So let's keep the phone lines going, Chris. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, you're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. To Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Let's uh, shoot on over to uh, Maryland and welcome Walter on the line. Good morning, Walter. How are you this morning? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Well, I'm looking for a... I'm getting kind of started later in life to, as far as the saving for retirement. I've got a small business. So I'm trying to pay down all my bills, at least get it down to where I just have a mortgage to pay and uh, and save for retirement. So uh, I don't know, you know, what your suggestions are in that respect. Sure, Walter. What we need to do is sort of work into this for, for, uh, backwards, okay, and, and just just ask a couple of basic questions. Right now, um, what do you, we need to figure out what your monthly expenses are, you know, mortgage, okay. utilities, food, all that kind of stuff, and then take a look down the road that one day when you get Social Security, how much that's going to come in, and then figure out how much we need to save on top of that in order to deliver an income stream from investments to make up any differences that you might have between your estimated expenses and what your guaranteed income from Social Security may be, and possibly a pension there as well. So that's sort of the basic formula in, in, in all of that. Next step on that would be, you know, what does your cash flow afford you right now today to, to save? 
And then another question I would I would say, since you are a small business owner, is is your business sellable at some point down the road when you want to you know step away and and retire? Uh, is there is there are there younger employees that would be interested in buying it? Do you want to sell it to a competitor in your area? You know all different conversations about that how do we value the business um, or is this a, a business that you can just continue on a part-time basis to make some cash flow from time to time in your retirement years so so those are some questions that we have to look at as well as you know your current home your current where you and your family are currently living are you going to stay in this house after you retire what are the plans with having a mortgage in retirement or not? Do you want to have the home paid for? So there's a lot of questions and answers that we can go back and forth across the table on as far as um, figuring out a game plan to get you where you want to be in retirement. You know, one of the one of the misnomers that, that people think a lot of is, you know, you have to have this mountain of money. You know, some people say, oh, you need 500000 you need a million, you need $3 million, you need $7 million to retire. No, what you need is to understand what you want your standard of living to be like and build the plan toward that. Does that make sense? Because, you know, you... Yeah, you you could have your house paid for, have some Social Security coming in, a reasonable amount of savings in the bank and investments, and and live perfectly fine and happy. And and you know, so so it's it's all relative to what your standard of living objectives are. And that's one of the things I'm going to direct you to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. There's a video on there, Walter, at LarryRosenthal.com, right on the first page that sort of explains and illustrates, if you will the way a financial plan should be constructed and and it'll give you some thought as as well as uh you know uh, a visual effect on that i'm also going to send you out our financial planning toolkit we've sent out thousands of these all across america uh to to people to sort of you know it takes the conversation you and i are having right now to the next level lets you start filling out some information and then we'll give you a follow-up call and and help you build out a a plan for you and your family does that make sense I appreciate that. Yep, absolutely. Well, let me go ahead and place you on hold, and then we'll get that right out to you. I'm sorry, do you have another question? No, no, that was it. No, okay, well, you have a great weekend. Appreciate the phone call. I'll put you on hold here. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring. Again, it's Open Mic Saturday. I love that. Open Mic Saturday. Any questions at all, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and there's all kinds of information out there, educational information for you to download if you have questions on estate planning, mutual funds, 401k plans, the government, TSP, whatever it may be. We want to be your educational resource when it comes to investments and financial planning. Good morning, JR. Yes, sir. Hi, how are you? How can I help you? I'm 65 years old and been a teacher for 40 years. Well, thank you. That's awesome. And my house is worth 80000 and I owe 2000 on the mortgage and uh, I've got 12 grandkids, and six of them are in college. And I was thinking, a reverse mortgage, yes or no? Well, Jr. the, the purpose of a reverse mortgage, there, there's three ways to turn equity into your 
uh, into income during retirement years, which is what you're talking about. A reverse mortgage is, is a viable option. And the, the a reverse mortgage will give you either a lump sum of money or it'll give you a stream of payments um, each month. What now, do you recommend? Which one? Well, it, it depends on what your need is as far as that goes. But let me just let me just back up for a second. There's also two other scenarios as well. One scenario would be to, to one of the advantages that a reverse mortgage brings to the table, Jr., is your ability to remain in the house. You don't have to move. And if that's one of the objectives, then a reverse mortgage could could work out well for you. The second one is what's called a sale leaseback, where you would sell your home today to maybe an adult child and they give you a guaranteed lease to live there for life this way you can cash out all the equity in your home now you've got to use some of that money each month to make the rent payment back to the adult child the difference there is that a reverse mortgage is not going to give you access to all the equity whereas a a sale leaseback will okay um, in both scenarios, you are able to live inside that same home. The third way to do I this... I have, a, okay, I have a 35-year-old son. He's in the military. He's a good boy. He's out. And I, I, I sell it to him, and I can still live in it. Yes, that's correct, on a sale leaseback. If your goal is to stay in the same house, then either a reverse so mortgage... Till I die, till I die, I would like to stay there. Yes, then a reverse mortgage or a sale leaseback would work. Both of those would work for you. The Where do advan- I get that? With you, with you, or where? Where do I get that? No, so a, so a sale uh, a sale leaseback. I, I would I would want to get on the phone and explain it to you and your son. But it's basically you're just going to sell the property to your son, and he's going to give you a guaranteed lease to live there for life. So you're going to take that that equity out of the house, okay? And you're going to have to use part of it each month to make the mortgage payment back to your son. Unless, of course, he wants to do it for you, but but you would lease the house back in a rental type of an agreement. A reverse mortgage doesn't have anything to do with your son at all, but it gives you less money than if you did a sale lease back. So so what I want you to do is, is contact the reverse mortgage company and tell them that you want to look at the numbers. How much would they give you on a monthly basis or a lump sum basis, and then sit down with your son and compare doing a sale lease back with him? I'd rather do the lease back. Okay. Well, then, then you need to talk to your son, and if you want, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have an advisor give you a ring who can explain it to both of you in detail in your personal situation. Thank you. So, You're welcome. I so appreciate bef- the phone call. Let mm-hmm. me go ahead and put you on hold but here. But before You're- we get rid of Jr., you got to remember. I mean, he's from South Texas, right? Do you re- do you remember Jr.? You- I thought Jr. Ewing. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe that was him. Remember the song from there it is Dallas, right? So, are you anywhere near Dallas, Jr.? <laughs> That's okay. I guess he's probably on with with Bob now. But yep, he's on hold right now. Yeah. So, yep, absolutely. So, hey, love it. Open mic Saturday. Give us a ring with any of your financial planning or investment questions at eight five five Rose one two three eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You know, speaking of of sale leasebacks and and reverse mortgages. That that just rolls into a whole bunch of estate planning questions. Who gets what? Who owns it now? 
How do they receive it? What's the difference between putting money with with charities and and directly to heirs? You know, if you look at the tax code, you can do all kinds of wonderful giving to charities. Uh, you can you can give money to charities in order for you to make more money for your heirs through Roth conversions and 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 charitable donations and. It's really some neat stuff that, that, that can go on with all this. But, you know, in looking at a scenario here, what happens when you when you pass real estate on? You know, that that is a, a it's it's one of the most difficult things to pass real estate on uh, because, you know, let's suppose you have your home and you have three kids. One wants to move into it. One wants to rent it out. And one wants to sell it. Well, how do, how do you figure that out? What do you do? That's a very uh, uh, long question and answer period that, that we have lots of times with clients. Uh, just the other day, a, a cl- uh, you know, somebody bought a, 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 a new property and put it in his and his wife's name as well as both of their, their children's names because of the dynamics that they want happening in their family. Uh, is it right or wrong? And the answer is yes. Are there tax implications? Yes, to doing all of that. But it just depends on how you go down the road. See, what a lot of people don't understand, Chris, is the titling of an asset will dictate a lot of times on the other end when it's time to get out of that asset or pass that asset on as to the tax treatment that you're going to have uh, facing you down the road. So so it's important when, when people are looking at, at steps, basic steps in estate planning, to start asking the questions, who owns it now, and how do you want to transfer it to someone else? And when do you want to transfer it to someone else? And when you start asking questions like that, that's when you're going to be able to make things very tax efficient, avoid probate, and avoid hassles for your heirs, your beneficiaries. And a lot of people just don't understand that. They think, oh, well, I'll just put it in my will. Well, a, a will... Whether the will's deemed valid or invalid, everything that's in a will has to go through probate. Mm-hmm. In order to avoid the time delays and the, and the excessive cost of probate in some cases, it has to have a, 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 a legal transfer either through the, the, the titling of an asset or a beneficiary form or something like that. So, so a lot of people just say, well, I'll put it in my will. That's not going to cover it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're coming to the close of this uh, Making Money Sense. We appreciate uh, you guys listening. What a, what a great show and, and lots of good calls here, Larry. But we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to come out to that webinar. I want to make sure we mention that before we close out here today. Sure, Chris. You know, again, we've been doing these market update live webinars every other week or so since the markets come under pressure this year. And our next one's scheduled for May 16th from 12 to 12.30 Eastern, and then from 6 to 6.30 Eastern. You can just simply register. It's, it's free. There's no cost at all. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. You can go there right now. Click on the webinar or, or click on the seminar little button right there, and the webinar link will come in, and, and you just, you know, register, and, and uh, we'll send you a Zoom link uh, for, you know, on May 16th. And you just pop right in. You just hear, you know, you're going to hear up-to-date market commentary. You know, I, I, I did this for, for many, many years on, on TV, and, and now we're just doing it via Zoom. That's all. So uh, happy to have you there. Again, go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button, and it's going to be May 16th from 12 to 1230 and 6 to 630 p.m. Eastern. 
So appreciate everybody listening today. You can uh, catch us next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Until then, have a great week. And if you have questions during the week, shoot us off an email or give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. Practical Living with Dale O'Shields is heard Sunday mornings at 10 on life-changing talk radio, WAV. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.